This is the Candidly NITR podcast brought to you by Monday Morning and you are listening to A Tete Tete with Mr. Sirish Satyavolu. Mr. Sirish, an M-Tech graduate from the Department of Mechanical Engineering in Steel Technology, is an up-and-coming name in the Indian music industry. After graduating from NITR, he pursued his dreams and did an MSc in Music Technology at Georgia Tech. Today, he has made music and songs for Netflix hits like Cinema Bandi, Google Play Store's best-played casual game, SpongeBob, Krusty Cook-Off, and many other ventures. Team Monday Morning recently had the opportunity to catch up with him and hear about his extensive experiences as he fell down and got up multiple times, constantly worked on his dreams, and got to where he is today. Let's hear more about his journey so far. How did you come to NIT Raurkila and how was your time here? Basically, one of the strongest moments of my E-Tech was my final fourth year. I had an accident uh, while I was going with my friends uh, uh, to a vacation spot. I had an accident. I was bedridden for uh, four months. So I thought I will fail, I will flunk. But uh, that semester, I got the topmost rank. So then I realized, uh, okay, yeah, I'm actually good at studying. So maybe I should give this a try. And uh, luckily, I got NIT Raurkela. I got a decent rank and uh, I got into NIT Raurkela. And uh, my journey in NIT Raurkela is a completely unexpected one. So I wanted to study properly, properly. I got into steel technology, but I had this so much time on my hands. So that is when I actually started getting deeper and deeper and deeper into music and film and uh, all the activities in NIT. Uh, so that is when I actually bonded with the soul of NIT. When did you realize music was something you wanted to pursue seriously? After coming out from uh, NIT, I was uh, very well, like by the time I came out of NIT, I uh, I finished my certifications and diplomas from Berkeley School of Music in five different subjects. So I had a lot of time on my hands. So I finished about um, four or five certifications with Berkeley School of Music and uh, CalArts, uh, California, uh, California uh, Arts and uh, California Institute of Arts, basically, CalArts. So once I've done that, I got a passion of studying more into music also. And I was like, uh, I got introduced to a lot of new scopes for music. This is where I started my journey specifically in Gujarat. So I started knowing that music is not just for films or just songs or albums. Music and sound as is has a lot of uh, implications and a lot of other career opportunities is what I came to know. Why did you choose to do MSc at Georgia Tech? Did you have other options in India and abroad as well? That is another beautiful experience, basically. I thought I'd be learning a lot of coding, but I was given a chance to, uh, you know, so they selected me not because uh, it's a very tough college and a tough course to get into. I didn't know why I got in. Then I came to know that uh, a lot of uh, people who apply there, apply there from computer science backgrounds. And, but they also need a lot of mechanical people who understand the mechatronics and robotics parts. And my proposal, my my thesis proposal was like that. My thesis proposal was like, I wanted to build new instruments. So they got excited and they gave me the studentship basically. So I went there and uh, I tried doing what I wanted to do. I couldn't get enough funding. So my project is uh, completely finished, but it is like in the first prototype stage. 
I wanted to take it to the third and fourth production level uh, state, but it didn't happen. So I invented uh, three different, uh, three new instruments over there. Basically, I designed three new instruments. They sound pretty similar to existing instruments, but the methodology of playing is completely different. So like that experience uh, is something that I lacked in both of my like B-Tech and M-Tech. The education there, uh, what they taught me to do is you have to have the clarity in what you want to do. Because the thing is, we are used to guidance so much here. We used to, we are so used to, you know, studying to or up till a point and, uh, you know, giving exams. And once you come out of it, you don't know what to do with all the knowledge. And because you don't know what you're going to do, you won't pay attention as well during classes. Or you won't, you won't know which classes to focus on. Like nobody's asking you to focus on all classes, but you need to know what you want to take. Uh, if you want to open a toolbar of a machine, you need to know how to use the screwdriver. So you don't know whether you're opening a machine or not after you come out of college. So probably you're not listening to the class when they're explaining what a screwdriver is. for. You know, it's, it's like a backway process. You need to know where, what you will be doing eventually or a vague idea so that you can collect the skills and tools necessary for it. So I don't, I mean, I can't say that is true with uh, a lot of millennials now because I mean, the education system still sucks. <laughs> but the thing is uh, like one, two years uh, juniors from me are way better exposed than me. I'm seeing them. I'm talking like, for, for example, you guys and a uh, lot of my B-Tech and uh, M-Tech people, like they're way more exposed than me because uh, I think this is uh, this uh, philosophy of understanding what you want to do and just gathering those skills is setting in into your subconscious minds like way faster than uh, people expect it. So the education system needs to change according to that. So that is exactly what happened to me in uh, uh, in the US. So basically they gave me all these tools and uh, all these equipment. I had the money, I had the idea. Nobody's stopping me, nobody's telling me not to do it. My professor used to call me, there is no attendance there. There's no attendance, you come to class, you don't come to class, nobody cares. You eat in the class, you sit in the class, like uh, folding your legs, you eat in the class while lecture is happening, nobody cares. Like my professor used to call me uh, once a week just to find out what the progress is on my project. And it, it took me by surprise. It, it took me almost a year. My first year I wasted just adjusting to this uh, new regime of learning. Yeah, but it changed me forever. That is so true. You were the music producer of Cinema Bandi, the most popular Indian film on Netflix, with acclaimed producers Rajan Deke. While handling projects at such a scale, what was your experience? It was uh, very scary. Uh, initially, when we uh, wanted to make the film, uh, we were thinking about, like, it was just three of us, me, the director and the writer. Uh, we had the story and we started working on the music just for fun. Because we didn't have any producer, we had, we don't have cast, we don't have any crew. It's just the three of us, three friends. So, uh, once uh, Raj and DK were on board, they, they asked us to make a short film. So, we were like, I was not believing my director. I was like, hey, dude, you're bluffing. Why would Raj and DK okay, ask us? What are you talking? about <laughs> like two years ago we were making short films man what are you talking about so okay fine then it was like uh, when we wanted to make the short film uh, we went all the way in. so basically uh, the short film Rajan DK asked for a short film for like five to ten minutes we made a short film of 50 minutes 
almost almost a film we made almost a film so for that film we didn't have any money we had to put it out of all out of our pockets our cast and crew were amazing they worked for free for so long in that village and the short uh, the short film we made is almost as almost as exact as the movie is it's very similar we didn't change much of uh, the same cast same crew everybody and uh, i had i knew sounds sync sound before i worked as one of the members of sync sound sync sound is this concept where you don't need to dub the dialogues after shooting so basically there will be boom mics you know all the western movies and all like they, they'll hold boom mics like this and uh, so that is the process called sync sound well the dialogues and uh, all the natural sounds will get recorded on scene on set so that was a huge challenge because i know the concept i worked uh, as one of the operators before but for this we had to rent the equipment and uh, we had to understand the whole sync sound process in barely 15 days and all the job was on me because i can't hire, i can't hire an assistant to me we don't have money for that all the money is going into the equipment so uh, that was a huge challenge uh, working as a sync sound guy and uh, trust me i was recording basically i'm the audio director right so with sync sound what happens is uh, uh, the action and cut uh, are the two things the director says now there is a two more so i also have to say action and cut if the audio doesn't work they have to redo the scene again so there will be two directors so he will uh, the the director will come from a visual perspective on the scene i will come from an audio perspective i had to think for so many logistics so i had to hire some people in that village to stop vehicles on the main road for a mile for a for 2 kilometers 1 kilometer ke 1 kilometer i had to make them stop vehicles for the whole day they were like sasa sasa bahut traffic jam there's a tra- traffic jam opening the cops are coming oh my god what not <laughs> it was a crazy time the experience was like i have to uh, cater into the slightest possible sound which will disturb the uh, shoot and i was holding two boom mics putting my headphones on because we don't have operators <laughs> so i had to do the whole thing and sometimes we had to you know tie the boom mic to a pole or something like that so it was a beautiful experience that short film and uh, for the main film i didn't take up the sound design project big they hired uh, experts from uh, uh, mumbai i was focusing on music the challenge was to impress rajan dk that is not an easy challenge to me because my director was impressed with my music because that's why he hired me right so the thing is we've been working together for a long time i made music for a lot of short film lot of his short films he understands my thing and i understand his thing so to impress my director might not be a big challenge but to impress rajan dk was a very very big challenge and that too in a very new area called folk the film happens in a village it's folk Rajan Dikey are not known for folk films. They are very modern and their music styles are very, very, very particular. They are very picky about their music. Oh, it was uh, we. I made fourteen songs for that film. Uh, we wanted only three songs for the film. We ended up with seven songs. So in a just yeah, there was a lot of debate, a lot of discussions. <laughs> we all have certain pieces of art, movies, and music we resort to. Who and what are your inspirations? i would definitely say ar rahman and ilaira jagar so i started more than more than ilaira jagar ar rahman uh, because when he was on his uh, when he was producing albums at his peak time there was no other music director who was doing such fresh music as he was so like uh, that wanting to be different uh, 
uh, feel that I always had. I could relate with his music a lot, and I wanted to understand what made it different. So actually, my interest to music came through his songs and uh, lyrics. I was always a language nerd, so lyrics also I used to analyze and understand the deeper meanings of it. Does it have a another inner meaning, philosophical meaning, or whatever? So Rahman is definitely uh, Rahman in uh, music, um, Indian music, and uh, obviously our uh, Inception guy. <laughs> What's his name, dude? I'm not supposed to forget the name of my inspiration. What is the name of the composer? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer in Hollywood, obviously, and uh, Christopher Larkin in games. Christopher Larkin is an amazing composer. You should check out. He's more. He's like 35 years old. is an amazing composer you should check out his uh, uh uh game audio just like open spotify or something just type christopher larkin and just listen to his uh, compositions they are all instrumental compositions obviously because it's a game uh, there won't be any vocals or something but you just listen to it and feel so amazing so yeah those are uh, my inspirations for uh, all the three segments this was team monday morning with mr sirish satyavolu Visit the Monday Morning website for the article and more unconventional path stories.